0: Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and joining me today is Dr. Shanta A. Haynes. She empowers women to confidently live life with peace and financial security. Through her Amazon best-selling books, coaching programs, and keynotes, she equips with biblically based resources. From her experience and degrees in engineering, theology, and Christian counseling, she balances logic and faith. Known as the Performance Excellence Transition Coach and Biblical Money Management Expert, she simplifies complex problems and creates actionable and effective solutions with sustainable results. As CEO and founder of Heart to Heart Truth Ministries and Heart to Heart Truth Foundation, her mission is to help you put your feet to your faith so that you can walk victoriously. I love that. Thank you so much for being here, putting my feet to my faith. That's right. I love that
1: too. And I thank you so much for having me. I appreciate that. But you know, the Bible says faith without works is dead. So you got to, if you don't apply it, it won't work for you.
0: For people struggling, it's sometimes difficult. They can lose faith. So Mm -hmm. let's start there. Okay. What would you say to the people in the places where they might be giving up on everything?
1: Right. There's a difference between faith and hope, for one. And the hope side says that I'm expecting something good to happen. So typically when someone gives up, they're giving up hope. And we use the term hope incorrectly for the most part. We'll say, I hope so. But we don't say it like I'm standing in tippy toe anticipation of what's getting ready to happen, which is really what they should be saying. Instead we're saying, I hope so. Like, I really doubt it's gonna happen. I'm being cynical. Yeah, and this is mental health month. I know that we're talking about and we have to have those conversations. So let me just start off by saying, When we look at anyone, we think that they've got it all together. We see the Instagram fame. We see they look beautiful on the pictures and the covers. And we don't know their backstory. We don't know the crisis that they've been through. We don't know their struggle. So we really don't know the strength that they really have. We think it looks good. So I typically tell my story. And I tell a couple different stories because I've gone through quite a bit, honestly. Um, But lately, you know, what I normally say is, there was a point in time not too long ago that I felt like I was flying in the air without an airplane. You know, you're on the airplane and you know, take off and landing. I don't know about you, but my stomach goes up and down and I'm like holding on and you don't want the person next to you to see that that's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, 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 I'm just drinking. Okay, but yeah, right, you're holding on. Well, I felt like I didn't even have an airplane, no border whatsoever, didn't know what was happening. COVID had hit, we got disconnected. COVID just really unraveled a lot of people's lives. Well, part of mine that kept unraveling was I went through a divorce. I unwanted divorce, I'll say it that way. And it was one month shy of 30 years and we dated for six years before I got married. So that was most of my life. I was now an empty nester. Um, The kids weren't there. My number one was family. And all of a sudden that was gone. I was teaching theology as a theology professor for over 20 plus years. We weren't meeting in person. That was gone. I felt like, okay, identity crisis was an understatement for me. Directionless was where I felt, but it was like, okay, Lord, where am I going? So this goes back to that faith question. I believe that God had a purpose and a plan for me. I knew it. I, but it was void at the moment because I was sitting there struggling going, well, what do you have for me? I know what I've been through. I know what I've already done. I know there's still something else for me to do or I wouldn't wake up today. However, what is it? And so what I say is I was in God's waiting room. That's my term for it. And sometimes it's very hard to be in his waiting room, but it's worth it. So I sat and I reflected on all that I had accomplished, the credentials that I did have and the. You know, that told one side of the story, but the crisis that I had endured really backed up the things that I'd already gone through. And many times we don't do that. We look at the weaknesses and not the strengths. Okay. Well, I knew that I did not want the dash between my birth and my death to be in vain. So I say I'm allergic to mediocre, I'm too anointed to be average. My favorite scriptures, whatever you do, you do with all your heart is unto the Lord and not to man. I knew there had to be a difference. So I'm uncomfortable for a while. Most people are not going to tell you that there was a time in their life where they felt, what am I supposed to do? What's the whole purpose? What's the whole point? So today, what I do is I empower women so that they can confidently live life on their terms to the fullest, not playing small, you know, because we forget, we don't dream anymore. I help them transition through devastation of loss, whether it be divorce or the death of a loved one, um, a job change, or even um, trying to intentionally move forward so that they can fulfill their dreams. So, as I like to say, I help them reframe their story, reinvent themselves, and then reimagine their future. So that's what I do. I'm fighting for those people who are waiting to hear what you've got to say, the experiences that you've gone through, the transformation that you can give them if you show up but you've got to show up authentically. And so that's what I want people to recognize, that all hope is never lost. There's still light on the inside. You've got to show up and do
0: it, even through your struggles. I love that you share your story. I share mine, because if we don't, people are unaware. People are uncomfortable discussing it. Mm -hmm. But I also love that you sat and reflected on the positives, on your successes, because it's so easy in the struggle to overlook those moments and to and to get stuck in the dark in in the in in the in the failures in in right. the difficulties and i know you're a psychologist
1: too so i know when we turn things inward we isolate ourselves and then we get down and depressed cuz we're thinking of all the things that could go wrong or did go wrong That doesn't help us move forward. I say that if we're wanting to have this fulfilled life, one of the things that we do need to do is do that inward focus, but a little bit differently. And you do it in regaining your passion of where God is taking you. You lean into the strengths because that's what's going to help you. And that leads you to figure out, okay, what are my natural talents? What are my motivational gifts? What are my spiritual gifts on that side? What has God placed on the inside of me that other people see that gets me to my true identity and what I can accomplish? Do I need to bury some of those things that I used to do what can I bestow upon somebody else and help them and serve them? So we start with the inward, but then we start moving outward. Cause if we don't, we get stuck in that closet, just like what COVID did. It locked us in the house. And we went, okay, who do I talk to? What do I do? I'm in a box now. You know, (laughs) we thought growing up, I don't know. I'm probably dating myself. We thought um, the Brady bunch was, you know, we saw these boxes now that's all we see on Zoom. It's like, I feel like I'm in the Brady Bunch movie.
0: (laughs) It's so true. And and technology is my nemesis, but thank goodness we had it, especially then when we were really confined and and it's all we had. Mm -hmm. It was an opportunity for us to pick up the phone though and call people or to write
1: a letter like we used to. Not an email, but a letter, you know? But Zoom got us that face-to-face. My mom lives in Fort Lauderdale, another part of Florida. But I couldn't go see her because she's in her 80s. And I'm like, I am not going to be the one. If I'm taking any diseases or what have you, I'm not going to jeopardize that. And so did a birthday party on Zoom and had people come that could be from all over the world. It was so much easier. You didn't have to pay for a plane ticket. You didn't get a hotel room, but you could share. And so we had to be more creative. And I think that was a good thing, too. You find out that you were more creative than you thought. So I love that fact, too.
0: I have so many people who think they're not creative. And I will tell you, my nieces will tell you, I'm not the most talented artist, but I enjoy. I have a good time. It's not about um, putting it on a wall for somebody else's home decorations. It's about me being able to relax and enjoy the experience. So I think there might be people who hold themselves back from creative outlets because there is a level of talent that they're putting on how they think they have to perform at it. The expectations
1: of others in many instances or even the expectations of ourselves. Sometimes we have that perfectionist mode that we go into. Oh, it's not beautiful. It's not a masterpiece. Now, I have a daughter, my oldest daughter. She is truly an artist. Beautiful work. That's not me, but I draw. I draw better than most people would think I would because they think I would be left brain. Yeah, I got the logic side too, but I'm creative as well. I use both sides of my brain. What's wrong with that? You know, know, I know sometimes they'll tell us, no, you're either a left brain thinker or a right brain. Well, I do both. Sorry, (laughs) it happens but that's part of the uniqueness. Now, ask me to sing. I love to sing. But I am not going to be the worship leader for someone. I am not. You're not going to want to listen to I'm not going to be a, on the radio station. I know that. Okay. <laughs> but there are some gifts and talents that I can bring to the table, just like you bring to the table. And I will encourage even your audience, there is something that you do and you do so well. It comes natural to you. And other people are looking like, I can't believe they do that. I just had this conversation last night, as a matter of fact, in a group meeting. And one of the ladies said, I don't have any natural talent. And we're sitting there going, but you organize. But you lead. You think systems and patterns. Everybody is not numbers oriented. Everybody can't think quickly. They're not decisive. There's so many natural talents out there. Not that you have to be a virtuoso and you play the piano or you could be a singer or you could be an artist or you can draw, you know, any of that, all of those are natural talents. We all have them. We were created with something unique, something different. And for us to step outside of, oh, what I don't have. One of the things I say is what you have left is better than what left you especially when I'm talking to women that are going through a devastating divorce. You have to recognize that, yeah, that 80-20 rule does apply, that a lot of times guys are gonna leave for the 20% and you had 80. I told my ex, mine is 95-5. You're not gonna find any more than 5% out there. And I know he thought I was crazy, but I knew it in my heart that I had given everything to that relationship, to the family. I had sacrificed You know, wore the superwoman cape, you know, let it fly. It was nicely pressed and ironed and ready to go. I had to put it in the cleaners. And that's what I tell people to do. Put it in the cleaners. Show up as the best version of you every single day. That's more than a lot of people are willing to give. But when you show up as your best self, if they don't receive it, it doesn't matter. It's their loss, not yours but you do the best that you can.
0: And that's just showing up. I mm-hmm. am here. I'm having a day, but I'm <laughs> here. And my clients will say, you know what? We appreciate that you didn't put on a happy face when you're not having a great day. And we appreciate that you can be honest and say you're a mess when you're a like, There are other people who really do pretend and okay. that doesn't help me. That that really, it does not help me or them to act one way when I'm feeling another. I appreciate that. You know, a lot of people
1: are not being authentic. Now, we've got the two camps. Those that are younger, they have this, I'm going to show you what I'm eating. I'm going to tell you I'm having a bad day. I'm going to show you with no makeup on. And I'm going to show you how I put the makeup on. And that's wonderful. I say within boundaries, right? Don't tell, I don't want to see your food. I'm just going to be honest because I can't eat it. I can't smell it. I can't taste it. And I want it. (laughs) Get it. Right. But then I grew up old school. You don't air your dirty laundry. That's where we have that problem with the mental health because we wouldn't tell people we needed help. Mm -hmm. And I say, you can sweep it under the rug all you want, but that lump is still available. We still see it. So you've got to open your mouth. You've got to share with others. You've got to say, I need help when I need help. You've got to go get the help, whether it be a coach, whether it be a counselor, whatever it is, go get the help so that you are a full human of what you can show up to do. We have to stop being afraid. That stigma of, oh, I went to go see a counselor. Some counselors work wonderful. You've got to find the right one. Some don't work. Sometimes you need the accountability. Sometimes you need the advisor. I did um, recently in one of my groups, I did put people in their rightful place, right? And there are different categories that you need to put people in. They don't necessarily stay in the same place every season of your life. Everybody's not your advisor. When I was going through my divorce, I cut out all of my friends. I had two friends that I talked to. One was my accountability partner. The other was my sister-in-love because she wanted to make sure that we still stayed together. I wanted to make sure that the words that came out of my mouth were still going to be edifying to everyone. And I couldn't go on the negative train. You know, a lot of people want to gripe and complain. I could not go down that path. And if anyone said, well, you know, I really could talk about him because I really didn't like him anyway. I said, okay, let me help you. I'm going to hang up the phone now. That's not going to be beneficial for me. What's beneficial is for me to understand that I gave everything that I had. And as much as it depends on me, I live peaceably with all men. That's it. That's what I'm responsible for. God's not going to ask me, well, what did they do? And you're responsible. No, he's not going to tell me that. He's going to say, I want to know what you thought. I want to know what you did. Who could you help? And how could you change the game? If I couldn't change it, I couldn't change it. We can't decide for others what we want them to do. Right? We can't make them we can't make them love us or want us, but that's their loss. Got to get to that point though. That's hard. I'm not going to say that's easy. That's hard to get there for a lot of people. But let me just say to your audience, you are enough. If they don't recognize it, so be it. There are others who will value what you bring to the table. Don't let them treat you like a napkin or a wet nap.
0: And in this world we live in, when it comes to getting help, I I share it with the world. I don't care who knows. But you also don't have to tell everyone. There's a big spectrum between sharing it with the world and telling one or two people and Mm -hmm. getting comfortable in, what you choose to let other people know. Getting help is the important part and doing what's best for you. If you aren't comfortable with other people knowing, you you really don't have to tell anyone. We live in a world where there are no more waiting rooms. You can do it right, right online.
1: Be selective, I like that. You have to be selective with what you share. That's why if you put people in the rightful place, you know those that are associates, because we tend to like to call everybody a friend. Everybody on Facebook is a friend. They're really not friends. You don't even know them. You don't know what they look like (laughs) in cases. You have no relationship with them. So everybody's not in that friend zone. That friend zone says that I give you the opportunity that I'm gonna share more with you. One of the ways that I, I use the illustration, I'll say, you can invite some people to your house. Associates don't typically come to your house. They might be work friends or what have you. They might have your number, but they don't know exactly where you live. They don't have your address. Friends are still in different categories. Some you invite to your house and they get to sit in the living room, right? (laughs) Others get to go into your kitchen. Some, the very intimate ones, get to go in your bedroom, but everybody doesn't get access, full access to you. So you get to decide. But if you don't set up those healthy boundaries, Yes, toxic relationships will happen, and you'll go on this downward spiral because you trusted someone that really didn't warrant your trust.
0: And people will treat you how you let them. They'll exactly. barging in your bedroom. Yes, <laughs> like hold <laughs> up, not today. <laughs> I'm opening up your refrigerator and making themselves a meal. Excuse <laughs> me, did you pay a bill here? <laughs> can I turn up the air conditioner?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I love it.
0: I am all I'm that same way. Also, after losing my husband, I became very selective. And I'm equally selective. And people who know me well, laugh, you know, you are not allowed in my universe. It, I like certain it. energies are are not allowed <laughs> I don't want them near
1: <laughs> and that's people who will add value to you and you want to let them in but if you recognize that someone isn't and they're not you're not intentional about meeting your purpose and fulfilling where you want to go you can get so distracted you know that squirrel squirrel syndrome yeah but if you don't have a supportive community that is also detrimental. But if you do have that supportive, that selective community that you say, these people are going to help me get to that next level. These people can help me in this particular season of life. I'm very sensitive to those that have lost loved ones. Um, I mentioned that even in my story, Um, my middle daughter passed away now 18 years ago. Um, I have three girls. One just happens to be in heaven before me. But I recognize that that is not something everybody walks through. And because I've had the opportunity, I say it's a membership that no one wants to be in, but if you're into that membership, you can help other people behind you. So recognize that whatever cross you bear, whatever crisis you've gone through, there's a reason, there's lessons that can be learned from it. And in that, there's an opportunity for you to then help someone else. So when we then, after we've done the inward work of, yeah, here's my strengths, this is what I can do, this is what lights my fire, if you would, then I do the outward focus that says, how can I serve others with it? That brings you fulfillment and joy. Then, because you see the smile now on their face, you see that they've gotten through, that they've removed some of the bondages, the triggers don't trigger them any longer, those type of things. And you say, wow, I made a difference in that person's life. You feel more fulfilled. And so you're not on that downward spiral of depression or devastation. You're not going through that anymore because you've changed your focus. You didn't lock yourself in, become an island. Now you say, "Hey, I'm opening my borders. I'm expanding
0: my gates selectively to the right people." And that helps you. And I resisted grief. I was I was not going to work with Clients ever again. I didn't care about other people's problems. I certainly didn't care about grieving, uh, but the universe had other plans. Mm -hmm. And I became passionate about creating the support that I couldn't find. Is your foundation similar? Is it based out of that loss? Yeah, it was based, you know, I started out of that
1: loss because it was traumatic for me. Um, It was like a five year stint of getting through the divorce was one, because I prayed for three years going, this is not happening. How? I'm a leader in the church. What are you talking about? I'm teaching theology. How can this happen to me? You know." um, But like I said, you can't change someone else's thought process of what they want to do. And so I had to come to that realization, okay, if you want this, and I say, my heart may be broke, but my bank account doesn't have to be. Hey, you pay for it. You ask for it, you pay for it. No problem. As my mom used to say, I pay the cost to be the boss. Okay, you want to be the boss? No problem. It's just going to cost you. And so I, you know, I looked at it and I said, there are plenty of people who are shunned. There's a lack of a support group in many instances within the church where those that are divorced, now you're like ostracized. Ooh, don't touch me. That kind of thing. It doesn't mean that you cannot be used, but we don't recognize that. And because there wasn't that support group, Yes, I ended up having to create it. But then I also found that a lot of people in that area, we just want to gripe and complain. We want to keep going around in circles. And I keep trying to say, no, start thinking forward. Focus on the future. Reimagine your future. What does it look like? I want you to confidently live life on your terms. You know, I yeah, I want you to have that inner peace, but I want you to be able to be confident in whatever you do. What does that look like for you? What are you dreaming these days? Where do you wanna go? Do you wanna travel? Do you want, you know, and the sky's the limit. I am doing so much more now than I was doing before. I feel fulfilled now in helping others and coaching others to get them to their destinies. I can do it from anywhere. You know, I was flying recently. I went to go see my daughter who's now on the other side of the state. and i was like okay i'm there for a week but i can still conduct workshops i can still lead my group i can do all of this and i can live life at the same time while i'm helping other people there's no better place for me you know and i i just so enjoy what i do i guess you could probably tell you can hear it in my voice that's what i want other people to have too i want them to be so excited about what they're doing that they will do it Every single day, they wake up joyful. They wake up happy. They wake up wanting more
0: because it's available to them. There is this misperception around Mm -hmm. groups, though. Mine also are not the whining and complaining and wallowing. Um, There is this stereotype that that's what groups are. And so I think we have to help people understand that not all groups, there are groups I, my saying is ruthless and it is about living life on your terms as well and designing life your way. So I think, I think people don't understand that groups can be about whatever you want them to be. I think people think it's like what you see on TV, just like with counseling or coaching, there's these stereotypes and stigmas still. There are different people leading the groups. Now, you might come
1: into a group wallowing, you know, I say watering a garden of regret. No, I want you to water a garden of future promises. You can come in and the goal of us as leaders, and I'm sure you're on the same page, our goal is to get you out of that mode and moving you forward. So sometimes you have a culture within the group that is already charged for thriving. But sometimes you have... You know, I I have a safe place for a group, um, especially those that are just on the other side. That safe place is that I'm the shoulder that you can lean on, but I'm the type of coach I'm going to push you to move forward, gently push you to move forward. You know, be intentional. What's your one thing that you're going to do this week? How I'm going to give you action items, steps that you can take so that you move forward. If it's on the financial side, hey, do you have a budget? Oh, you don't? Okay, well, let me just make sure I go through. These are the different parts of the budget. So we're going to start there. If you've already got it, no problem. Is there any specific question that you have? Let's work on that. You know, whatever it is. But that's the whole goal for a group is for everyone to come together collectively. And because of the energy of that group, everybody moves forward together, I say we're
0: better. So much value that everyone brings to each other and, and yes. just so many more ideas that are shared. Yes. had to have more ideas than one. Yes. It's kind of like the mastermind idea.
1: You come together, everybody has their own area of expertise. The difference with probably our groups is that we're leading them. So we're coming in with all of this thing I want you to do, I want you to do, but it doesn't mean that the rest of the group is not going to add or contribute. We, you know, everybody that's there is an essential part of making the group what it is. And so we bring it all together. That's that unity that we have. And we need to have more of that bonding, more of that unity and connection to move forward in life. Yeah, we lost it in COVID, you know, we really got disrupted. And we need to get back to that, having the real, authentic relationships where people say, "I know you, I know your story. Oh, I, you don't look like what you've been through. Oh my, you're such, you know, strength for me. You're, you're that one that I can look to to say, she's my shiro for a moment,
0: you know, that kind of thing. And we want to have that. Where can people find you? Your books are on Amazon, we said. But if people are interested and want more, Definitely, I would say, number one, go to my website. I've got quite a
1: a few things that are out there that is available. Um, I always offer an opportunity to book a call with me so I can then direct you to the right place. Because what that means is that we will get on the phone. I will then, you know, walk you through, find out where your dreams are, where you want to go and what you're doing and then get that blueprint together of what I suggest. And I will tell you, honestly, I'm one of those people. I'm not gonna just say, get in my program. If you're not right for my program, I'm not trying I'm not trying to sell anybody. I know what I have to offer. I know what I can help you do. And if it's not something that I can help you do, I suggest other people that you can go to or something else that you can do. My goal is I want you to be the best person possible, right? I want you to continue to soar as it were. And so just like I said, I was in that, you know, air flying without an airplane. Well, my plane has landed and I want yours to land too.
0: Speaking of groups, we're connected through a group that we're both in with (laughs) Greena Victoria, who's amazing and has been on this show. It's been a while, but the beauty of having people who are just in your corner, cheering Mm -hmm. you on, supporting you have have they have knowledge in areas that you don't. It's just like-minded people really rooting you on and working together. really just, with all different areas of expertise. And so there are so many different kinds of groups out there. Um, I'm a huge fan. I started, As an intern, while I was still in school, doing groups, and I saw the value from a young, young age, and so I'm biased. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've always loved them, but there really are groups for everything in this day and age, for for anything. There's there's groups for trivia, you know, at 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 (laughs) coffee shops. You know, there's really there's meetup groups with puppies. Um, it is a great way to find other people with a common interest. Yes. So you can either start with a specific topic or
1: looking for light-minded individuals, but ultimately it's going to end up being who is that leader of that group and do I connect with them? Because we're all on a journey. You want your adventure to be one that is right for you. And so there are different people that are uh, on that journey with you and you you recognize that. So definitely talk to the leader because that's the one that's gonna direct you and lead and guide you. Because really we're just guides, right? We're still on that journey as well. And so if I'm further ahead than you are, I can help you shave years and decades and heartache and stop the sleepless nights and get you on the right path to then developing wherever your passion and your purpose is. If I can help you do that, that's what I want to do. So I want to make sure that I can help as much as possible with those that do come to me, or if they come to you, we just want to help. And I think that's the whole point is we, our heart is to help, you know, that's why I have heart to heart truth ministries. My heart is to help. I believe true learning is not head to head, but it's heart to heart. You know, you don't want to know how much I know until you know how much I care. I care. I want to see everyone reach their highest potential. If I can help you do that, I'm willing. If it's not me, I will point you in the right direction.
0: I love that. And if you don't know where you're headed, if you don't know what's, that's okay. That's a great place to start. That's even more fun. Uh, I think it can be scary if you're in (laughs) that place, but it can turn into, we can make it a fun Way to figure it out. It's it's scary for you right now, listening, but it can be an adventure that can be fun to go on once you have the right guide.
1: That's right. That's what I say. If you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to write a book, if you want to be uh, on stages speaking, if you want to start a coaching program, I'm your girl. Outside of that, now if you want to sing and draw, no, nah, that's not me. I could be able to help you do that. But I want to make sure that you are the best person and you recognize that you have so much to offer others. So I truly offer them, Hey, if they want to come to my website, I know it's going to be dropped in the comments below, but I'll just say it. It's C H O N T A H A Y N E S C-H-O-N-T-A-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com. And you'll find, I've got, you know, some free resources that are out there
0: as well. Take a look at it. See if we match, we match and book a call. Thank you so much. Any last words? Oh, let's see. I believe that the sky is the limit
1: and the benefits are out of this world. So keep pushing forward. And I know you're going to reach whatever that adventure, whatever that goal is in mind with the right guide.
0: Thank you so much for your time and your story. To everyone listening, ShanteHaynes.com. Until next time, always be ruthless. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the Ruthless Movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hab community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week.